Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, what's shaking, Red Nation? It is Jeremy Brenner here with another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Tough loss tonight. A lot of good to talk about, though. A lot of not so good to talk about, and we're doing it all with my co-pilot, Michael Brown. Mike, how was your trip, first and foremost? And uh, what do you think of this basketball game tonight? What's up, man? It's good to be home. Disney's just a different animal, man. Like, you don't know what day it is. You don't know what time it is. You're on Disney o'clock. Yeah, like, every part of your body hurts at all times. Uh, You have, you know, Disney songs stuck in your head the entire time you're there. Good time. It's good to be back. Um, Yeah, I think what one song, what one Disney song would you use to describe this loss tonight? Uh, it's a small world after all. Okay. And all the right. reason being, you took it, you took the words right out of my mouth. There's a lot to look at tonight and be like, okay, I'm excited. There's also very specific things that I don't understand 
what was done or why it was being done tonight. So I think there's a lot to break down from this game, and I look forward to doing it with you. Interesting. I mm-hmm. I was going to say almost there from Princess and the Frog. Almost there being Fair. one point away from the win. Final score, L.A. Clippers 99, Houston Rockets 98. But those last couple of minutes of the game, Mike, I think chaotic would be yeah. a good word to describe that uh, that last couple of minutes in this game. Yeah, it was. There was a lot going on. Um, I, I'll tell you this: just between you and I, it's time to shut Eric Gordon down for the year. Ooh, he, he serves. He serves. When I say between you and I. What I should have said was hot take alert, breaking it down here on the show. I know we've kind of floated the idea before. It's time to shut Eric Gordon down. Because down the stretch, he serves no purpose. Like You can't tell, not you specifically, but there's no added benefit to him on the court when you already have Dennis Schroeder on the court. He's not adding some veteran presence that he's trying to help out the young guys. You have that already. He had six points tonight on two of nine shooting. How much better would it have been? KJ Martin deserved to be on the court in the end. So did Josh Christopher. Either one of those guys you could have played over. Shangoon. Or Shangoon. Yeah. You know, Christian Wood had a decent game tonight, 15 and seven. But Zubak, you know, clowned him multiple times tonight. And that was a clean block on Wood by Zubak at the end. Anybody who wants to say that that was a bad call, calling that a block or overturning it, you're wrong. So just those are some things right off the top of, you know, that obviously I want your take on. But Eric Gordon should be shut down for the rest of the year. I think that Eric Gordon wasn't like I don't necessarily disagree with this take, but it's not like what I picked up from this game. What I picked up from this game was Gary Bird played really well. Shangun played great. Mm-hmm. KJ Martin played really well. It's hard to get all three of those guys on the court at the end. They made a way for Gary Bird to do so. I would have also the thing is with the reason why, despite Alperin Shangun and how well he played tonight, despite KJ Martin how well he played tonight, the reason why Christian Wood is out there instead of them is because even with his defensive incapabilities or whatever we call them, he still is seen as a better offensive option than those guys. And I'm starting to think that the margin between Christian Wood and KJ Martin and Shangun is a lot tighter than Steven Silas thinks. And look, and, and I say that with a very limited perspective, and that, that's probably unfair of me to say, but I think we're getting to the point now where playing Shangun in that role to close the game instead of Christian Wood, you're not really losing too much. In fact, I probably, or even if it's KJ, because look, the defense tonight for the Rockets is as, is probably as good as we've seen it in got it like two or three months in this game tonight. But I also think a lot of that had to do with the fact that 
the Clippers also got unlucky from some of the makes that they could have had tonight. And the Rockets, the Rockets started out hot from three, and they really used 17 threes tonight is why they were also in this game. So, like, the fact the Clippers had an off night. The Rockets had a decent night from three, a better night than normal, and they, they still couldn't win. Yeah, I think I think you're right um, in everything that you said. I'll tell you what, the first thought watching this game tonight was if Chet Holmgren was a Rocket, we don't lose this game tonight. That was one of the first things that popped into my mind. And tonight, how do I want to say this? Tonight re-emphasized how badly this team needs a rim protector. Yes. Because they don't have one. You know, Shangoon's not a rim protector. Shangoon is a hybrid center in today's game. Ideally, he's not your big man in the middle. He's your he's the he's the right hand man of the big man in the middle. Does that make sense? You know. Like that's that's how I saw it tonight. Was I was envious. I think the Rockets should go after Zubak. I mean, I don't think he's a. I don't think you can, he can be had. I think I don't he's think a, the Clippers would want to give him up after this. Well, game. that's what I'm saying. I think he's a free agent. This I'm fairly certain he's a free agent this summer. He's the exact type of guy I would want for the Rockets. He's exactly what this team needs. Zubak is a free agent after next next season. Okay, so he has next year. Okay, well, he has a team option for this season. Should it get picked up, it's for seven and a half million, which is pretty good value. Um, oh, for sure. For for him, he's only twenty four, which I I thought he was a lot older than that. But um, you know, well, he he played really well tonight, and sure. I think for the Rockets, when it comes down to it, it's a big reason why the defense has struggled lately. Is because Christian Wood is just not good defensively. And I, I feel like Christian Wood is being put in a position to be the like to, to be in like the the pimp spot in in terms of he's he's put in a position to where he has to be the team's best player. And that's part of him putting that upon himself. It's part of the personnel that he has around him that he is, you know gifted other than Jalen Green, he's probably the most gifted player on this team. And that that's not saying much because the talent around the guys is just not not that good. And, and so that's why Christian Wood has to play a bigger role than he probably should be. But he really ultimately, honestly, Mike, he's a specialist. Like he's a he's a he can score off the post. Like that's really all that he is at this point. And you can't have, and just the way that the league is right now, you need a big that can do everything. You yeah. need a big that can either, you know, a big that can pass or a big, or you need like defense. Defense will never go away in this league. If you are a good defensive player, you will have a long career in the NBA. And Christian Wood is just not that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you are going to be a center in the league, you either need to be a guy like, a Jokic or an Embiid that can do everything, or you need to be a guy like Zubats who can be really strong defensively, be that anchor for you defensively, and allow your guards, your wings, your your point guards to do all the talking. That's like kind of where I think the league is right now. 
and Christian Wood doesn't fit those. He's a good player. He needs to be a great player if he's going to be the center. Yeah, or he needs to be a great defensive player. Yeah, and he's neither one of those guys. You know, I, I think the more the Rockets play him, I think the less money he's going to make when he hits free agency. Well, the thing is, remember, Mike, how we thought that Christian Wood got such a bargain? It's to about right. That price yeah. is He's looking right. pretty about right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think but when that contract was signed, I do think that there was a lot of upside with Christian Wood that hasn't been fully realized. You know, he hadn't really been given a true opportunity to start. And I think that's why we were so high on him because it's like, oh yeah, well, of course he'll succeed. He has James Harden here with them. And, and look at what James Harden has done with Joel Embiid and Philly in just two <laughs> games. Like, that I think is maybe why we were so high on Christian Wood to begin with is the idea of him pairing him up with Harden. And he had a really good start here, um, but he's really kind of come back to earth in a sense. And I, and I just feel like we've seen, we know what we get with Christian Wood and, Ultimately, I think, look, he was on the Pistons. They were bad. He was yeah. on the Rockets. They were bad. You know, he hasn't proven that he's been able to win as a proven contributor on a team yet this season. Uh, in, in his well, that's, well, that's the Maybe thing. Maybe that'll be his next spot. But yeah, I feel like we like the Rockets fan base is unfair to a guy like Christian Wood for one simple reason in my eyes. Yes, he's not the guy, but he is good enough to be one of the guys, if that makes sense. Like he's the type of guy that he he's, he's been on terrible teams since getting to the league. You know, like if I'm the Warriors, I think he would fit in like a glove in Golden State. And I think that he would be put in a position to be surrounded by a lot of talent where not all the spotlight is on him. And you would the the fan base would look at him in a different light if he was on a team like that. The if Lakers, he would, the Lakers or the Warriors would make the Lakers, the Warriors. Um, I wonder if he went to a team like Miami. You know, if you put him next to a Bam Adebayo, where Bam can be that rim protector and he can be on the perimeter more. Like Miami's a dark horse, I feel like for a Christian Wood. Um. But it's – I feel like he gets a bad rap. Like I feel like I especially have come on here and just destroyed Christian Wood at times because he's deserved it. But it does bear mentioning that he's playing on a terrible team, not surrounded by a lot of talent. So, you know, and, and part of – one of the positives, I think we should move it a little bit to more of the positives tonight. At least Chris or Jalen Green took the three at the end to try and tie the game. That was a positive move forward. They built that play for him. He took the shot. He missed it. But props to the coaching staff for putting him in a situation to almost succeed tonight. Yeah, Jalen, well, they put him in a position to succeed, I think. I think that was a really good, smart play call from Silas out of that last timeout to tie the game. And Jalen had a pretty good look on it, and it just didn't fall. And and Jalen tonight struggled from the field Four of 18, two for 10 from three. Um, you know, it, it, I don't, it, it's, it was kind of, I don't want to say it was an expected game from Jalen Green because he's been playing very opposite of bad lately. He's been playing pretty well. 
of, you know, I loved watching him play the other night when I was, you know, watching uh, the Magic game live. Um, he was incredible. And, you know, so like maybe, you know, this is kind of regressing to the mean a little bit with Jalen Green tonight. But the, the the good part is, you know, I don't think if this game was, let's say this game was three months ago in late November, I don't know if Jalen Green's taking that shot. And I like the fact that, I do like the fact that the coaching staff drew up that play for him and he got a good look from it because, look, if he made that shot, we're probably watching this game in overtime right now. Let's be real. Yeah, and I think I think the thing with Jalen Green is by this point, he's shown enough for the fan base to buy into him being him having star qualities. He does I, have star qualities. You know, am opinion. I am I ready to say that, you know, I think Josh Giddy has had a great year. Um, I'm not ready to say that the Rockets definitively made the right selection with Jalen Green because it's way too early to say that. You know, Scotty Barnes has had a really good year. Uh, Giddy's had a good year. Obviously, Evan Mobley has had a good year. Jalen Green is showing more and more promise night in and night out to be impactful on both sides of the ball. I think the biggest deterrent, in my opinion, to why he's not succeeding even more so than he is right now is Christian Wood, Eric Gordon, and Steven Silas. Those are the three biggest roadblocks to Jalen Green busting out and being a true star in this league. Mm-hmm. And the Rockets the have is, to do something about those. The thing is, roadblocks. Mike, because it, it, it is early sure. to tell on all of these rookies, but out of those three that you mentioned, who's the most likely to average 20 to 25 points in a season between Jalen Green, Scotty Barnes, and Josh Giddy. Your answer is? Oh, man. Um, to me, it's a no-brainer. Well, I think it's, I think it's obvious. Green. I think it's Green or Giddy. I only say – I only put Giddy in there because – Josh Giddy, Giddy is not that kind of guy, though. He's not like a scoring first kind of player. He's a pass first guard, and – that is good. It, it, like, and the thing is, but that team is so sense. bad, though. It that made team more is sense so bad. The Thunder. It made more sense for the Thunder to go out for like that. But also at the same time, they didn't have the choice of Jalen Green. They probably would have taken Jalen Green at at their first pick if he was there. The Rockets took him because there is that ceiling. His ceiling is incredibly high, and we've seen part of that in these last couple of games. We still have not seen the ceiling from him. He's only 20 years old. We're going to see that ceiling over the course of the next couple of years. And it's going to be a lot of fun. He is getting there. He is making progress. And I think this, this last couple of weeks is proof of that. So I hope that we can see better from Jalen green from tonight. And I guarantee you on Tuesday against the exact same team, the Clippers who play in Toyota center again, Tuesday night, that Jalen green will have a better game. Another guy, another guy too, Shangun. He's starting to turn the corner a little bit as well, Mike. Yeah, this the, I, I love what I saw from Shangun tonight. What I don't like from Shangun are his rebounding numbers. It's a it, that's a scary part of his game to me because I don't know if he's ever gonna be a great rebounder. You know, like he had three rebounds tonight. He had 15 points, which is great. 
but it puts more of a spotlight on they've got to get the front line figured out. And I think once they make a real decision on Christian Wood, whether they want to keep him or they want to move him, more than likely leaning towards moving him. The more and more we talk about this, Jeremy, Chet Holmgren, to me, feels like at this point next year, will be a Houston Rocket. Well, there's a whole lot about Chet and all of that. Like, I mean, I get it. Look, the Rockets need a big, right? Mm-hmm. But we still don't even know where they're going to finish in the draft for sure. lottery. So to say, yeah, I mean, look, if you have the number. So like all of these people like ranking and all that, you're you're basically assuming and acting as if the Rockets have the number one pick, which is, you know, no guarantee. So we have to really, you know, yes, keep an eye on the on college, especially with, you know, March Madness popping up here in a couple of weeks. But at the same time the Rockets might not have the choice of any of those guys. They might have the third pick and they just have to choose whatever the top two teams don't pick. And I think that the Rockets will be able to adapt whichever way they go. But I think Shangun can fit a lot of the potential scenarios where they go with. So if they go with Chet, I could see Shangun working well with Chet in the, in the front court. I could see a scenario Ooh. where Jabari Smith works there as well. I could see a scenario where him and Paolo Banquero work well together too. Um, and and because with Shengun, he can do a whole lot of different things. So I feel like with him, he can adapt for whoever comes next to him. And where they are right now with Jalen Green, the one thing that the Rockets need a little bit more of now that they're now that they are becoming a little bit more established with one another. They need to be able to have some sort of hierarchy with more established roles. Because look, seven players in double figures is great. It is great. But all, but nobody had more than 17 points tonight. And to me, I think what this team would be better suited is let's try to have more of these guys. Let's give Jalen the ball and let's hope that Jalen makes those shots. And let's have these other guys focus a little bit more on the defensive end, have those roles. So you take a little bit of pressure off of their, them scoring and you take that onto the defensive end and you apply that pressure on the defensive end. And I think you'll see a more well-rounded team at the end of the day. So look, we will continue to talk draft over the next month or so especially with March Madness coming up. But I, I feel like tonight, like Shingun is proving to me that he is exactly what I thought he would be, which is a future cornerstone for this team. He's definitely going to be a major part of this team. I think the, for me personally, I think the verdict is out of what that role is. Like if you're going to start Shingun, you've got to go get him. I've used the term before a running buddy, you know, to play alongside him. Who's a beast on the boards. Like yeah. Help protect the rim. And if you can get him that awesome, you know, uh, you know who I I'm would think, Mike, it. you know who I would think. Mm. And cause, and, and, and I guess I'm, I know I'm talking about the draft again, but this is who I'm thinking for the Rockets second pick, or maybe the Rockets could find a way to trade into getting a guy like, 
Walker Kessler. The kid, from, there, the kid from Gonzaga? From Auburn. From Auburn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. He I need him in the other one. in blocks. Yeah, who's the other kid I'm thinking of from Gonzaga? Not Holmgren, the other frontline white guy. Uh, Drew Timmy? Yeah, I get Drew Timmy. Get, Drew Timmy is going to be like a second round pick. Like he's Walker yeah. Kessler is going to be flirting with the lottery. And I, but the way he's been playing is someone that could be, you know, in line for that, you know, if, second pick. If I could get, if I come out of this draft with Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith, I will take back every negative thing I've said about the Rockets front office. He's averaging 4.7 blocks per game. Yeah, I, Walker Kessler. I mean, I don't think he's going to do that in the NBA. but No, but he's exactly what you need, dude. He's so perfect for what this team needs. I mean, you could, you could start – I don't know. Potentially, you could start both of those guys, but more than likely you're bringing Kessler in off the bench and you would start Jabari with – with Shingun. Okay, so let me ask you this just real quick. I know just last thing on the draft. If you had the number one pick, who are you taking today? So a couple of days ago, did you see a couple of days ago when Gonzaga was playing San Francisco and Chet Holmgren had that like coast to coast? Yeah. Move? Yeah. That moved him. That moved him to number one for me. That that move alone? Yeah. Okay. It, it, it put him number one. But honestly, it's so fluid. It's it's changing. I don't I don't want to get married to a pick yet because I know like because the really honestly the lottery will ultimately determine you know who ends up coming to Houston if sure. any of those guys come to Houston. Um, I am open to all options. I don't want to like I know last last year when we were at the top of the draft, people were getting married to the idea of you know a certain player and. And I didn't want to necessarily, you know, get involved with that again because I also because the thing is we really, you know, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's more of my uh, journalistic idea is I'm not like trying to because I'm seeing all options. But at the same time, um, you know, I, I think they're all they all bring something to the table that makes them a top three pick. And I think any of them are going to help the Rockets regardless. So the Rockets are. Rockets are good either way. I really, I really do believe that. Yeah, I just didn't know if if you had a, you know, a particular. But preference. yeah, if I if I did have like a, if I did have like a hunch right now, my number one is probably go with Chet Holmgren. But again, that could change in, uh, that could change in a day, could change in an hour, could change in a second. It could change if any one of our speakers comes up and wants to talk about any of the top draft picks. Or if you want to talk about tonight's game, or if you want to talk about anything that we talked about, or you just want to come up here talk about life, you know what? Why not? We'll do that too. So if you are here live on Spotify Green with us, hit that speaker request button, and you can come on up and chop it up with Mr. Michael Brown and yours truly. But yeah, I mean, while we don't have any speaker requests up currently, I'm gonna go and read some of these comments here that are live. We got a we got a talkative crowd in the comments today. I'm super grateful for you guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, if tonight's game was a Disney song, Sean said it'd be a be a man from Mulan. <laughs> I guess sure. Yeah, I like um, it. If Kemba Walker can be shut down, Gordon can be as well. Facts. Fair enough. 
Ryan says Eric Gordon is not the problem. What is the problem? Sean says we need Christian Wood to get that top five pick. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, pretty much some of the same stuff that we've been we've been talking about. Nothing that really catches my eye. Kelly Olenek hit a game winner. I I will say this though, Jeremy. Like tonight felt like one of those nights where the whole fan base for the most part will be happy because it was a competitive game. The Rockets lost, so they improved their draft standing. Tonight would have been a really nice win for this group, though. You yeah. know, because I feel like those Because they played well enough to win, I think. For sure. I mean, you're playing the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard and without Paul George. You know, like Reggie Jackson's a nice player. I think he gets a lot more love across the league than he should. Uh, I'm I'm not huge on, on Reggie Jackson. Uh, Zubak played a good game. I mean, they have some nice players, but tonight would have been a really nice win for this group. Yeah. You know, I think considering where the Rockets were right before the All-Star break when they went into L.A. and got totally <laughs> demolished <laughs> right before the All-Star break, this is a step in the right direction. Um, I don't agree. Mike in the chat, he asks, what is your offseason wish list for Jalen Green to work on? I have my thoughts, but curious to, for what y'all think. Um, mm. I'm going to assume that Mike can't come up and talk to us about this himself. So um, I'll just go by. I, I just want that shooting to be a little bit more consistent. Um, you know, like it has been that way in the last couple of games, but then you get a game like this where it goes four of 18. And like, Look, four of eighteen is not a good night, but like the fact, like it could have been five of eighteen, and the Rockets win the game. It changes the whole game. So Mike did hit his speaker request, so I'm gonna bring him up. Uh, Mike, so I say, I say Jalen shot, uh, but what do you think for Jalen Green's wish list this offseason? How's it going, guys? What's up, Mike? Um, I would say I really want him to work on moving without the ball. One of the most infuriating things is watching him sit in the corner. And I think one of the plays at the end of the game in Q, uh, the fourth quarter, um, kind of emblematic of why it's so bad. He was in the corner. I think Eric Gordon was on the wing and Christian was at the top and Schroeder put it into Jay Shantae and they lost the ball. It was one copy. I think he got fouled, but just, I think I would, he would get so many more open looks and even just like with his speed and his quickness, I would just love to see him absolutely be able to like move without the ball, a la Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, just to get more open looks. Because it's just – I don't know what his purpose was the last five minutes because he just stayed in the corner outside of the last shot. Well, I think two things. I think we going back to Eric Gordon and Christian Wood, when Eric Gordon and Christian Wood are both on the floor, the spacing for this team is horrible because they don't play with a purpose – the offensive system designed by Steven Silas in philosophy is good. In practice, it sucks because they don't make definitive moves without the ball. They just stand around. This entire system is based on ISO ball. And if you don't have your own shot, try and find somebody that just so happens to be open. If you watch any of the successful teams in the league, a la Milwaukee, if you were watching ABC today – you watch Philadelphia, you watch yeah. Utah, 
like those teams, those sets actually work. My wish list for Jalen Green, just me personally, the one thing I want him to do, two things I'll say. Number one, get in the weight room and put on about 20 pounds of muscle. The second thing yeah. is find a way into one of these special gym sessions where like 20 NBA guys get together and they just do five on five for a couple hours. But the videos that come out on Twitter, yeah, yeah. Jalen sure. Green needs to get into one of those sessions at least. Who do you want yeah. Jalen Green to be working out with, Mike? Oh, man. Um, what did I hear tonight that he was working out with? Was it Reggie Jackson? Uh, they were talking about it on the broadcast. I don't want him working out with yeah. Reggie Jackson. My, John Morant. My I mean, ideal guy John would be Morant. somebody like Jean Morant or uh, Zach Levine. Like somebody yeah. whose his game matches up with really well. The two guys yeah. I would say is probably Zach Levine and Jason Tatum would be my two guys that I'd want to surround him with, Jeremy. But, yeah, you know, I, I would be okay with anybody that has been an all-star at any point in the in the league. I'm sure that he'll – I'm sure because I think – I think a lot of, um, you know, I think a lot of NBA players really look up to him or I shouldn't say that. Well, I, they look to him as someone that can really be something in the league. Um, he got those compliments when he was with G League Ignite. He got he's getting those compliments here in the NBA. Um, you know, I really do think that there is, uh, you know, I, I think Jalen's going to get better. And, and, you know, to bring up your point, Mike, about moving without the ball, there was one possession today. Like I was so surprised by it because it's something that you know it's been a theme the last couple of last couple yeah. of months with Jalen Green is is you know moving without the ball and he kind of just stands there. He caught the ball in the elbow like on the left side, and they were like swinging it, and like three seconds later Jalen caught the ball in the corner and took the shot and he missed it. Um, so like it's it's very yeah. it's a very I don't know if you remember the sequence in the I game, do. but I was like how did Jalen get over there so fast? Like dude is, dude is quick. And I also think, yeah, like I think a lot of the reason why he is stuck in the corner and the problems that stem from that have to do with the other players that he's playing with. And I ultimately think that the Rockets are going to build around him and they're going to get players that can be the one standing in the corner instead of him. So I do think that that problem will be erased or at least, diminished by the, the younger players that come in after this season. I just feel like his talent level, he's that type of player and he's going to mo- hopefully morph into the type of player that draws defenses in on him. And if he's if standing in the corner, he doesn't help his teammates out. Cause he's basically just like almost kind of like out there on an Island. If he's moving without the ball and he can draw a defender out an, an extra defender, or even just have someone cognizant of the fact that he's like moving all the time it opens up for the other rest of his team. And I just would like to see him utilize that more um, because he does have, yes, he is incredibly fast, but I just think like, even just like he can impact the play even without the ball in his hands, even if he doesn't even get the ball. Um, and I just would love to see him work on that. And I agree. Yeah. I think those off season workouts with all those NBA players would be really good for his conference. Another thing too, with Jalen, just kind of, and that's the last thing I'll say is I think the game is still needing to slow down a little bit for him. And I think it has in the last month or so, I think we've seen it get to a point where he is comfortable with the speed of the game and he still needs to, you know, grow more comfortable with it. You know, 
Yeah. I think every game that he plays, he gets more comfortable um, with the speed of the game and all that. And I think maybe that's kind of part of why he has kind of been placed where he is, is he's still trying to get adjusted a little bit. And that's, that's, you know, ultimately why the Rockets are not good right now is because of that, of those positions. Like they, their best player, Jalen Green is not on an NBA speed yet. That's an issue. Uh, Christian Wood not being on a def- on a defensive level needed for the NBA yeah. is why they suck. And and you know it's it's more than just Kevin Porter needs to get up to speed. Shangoon needs to get up to speed. Things, but you're starting to see at least hopefully within these last you know 30 games of the season that it is starting to slow down for these guys. And you're starting to see a little bit more sound decision yeah. with, with them. So. So yeah, that that's what I've got. Make anything else before we uh, before we wrap up? No, guys. Uh, good to, good to see you. Appreciate the content. And, Thanks for uh, coming, Mike. LA next yep. Thanks, Mike. All right, take it easy. Um, yeah. I, I think to to kind of put a bow on it, Jeremy, with what we were talking about before, the Rockets at this point are just so desperate for viable NBA talent that like it's watching tonight was hard because I think they that. Silas is not doing them many favors. He's making this game a lot more difficult than it needs to be for his roster would be my take on it. How so? I just, I don't think they play the game the way that this roster is built. You know, so many times tonight, Ryan Hollins pointed it out multiple times that they don't just play wild and free, which is what they are, you know, because you're putting a guy like Eric Gordon and Christian Wood out there, which that's not the way they play. Yeah. You know, this roster is built for... I don't think they look into Jalen's strengths 100%. Exactly. And I think, part of that, I think part of that, too, is getting Jalen to a point where he is comfortable enough to lead the offense um, and Kevin Porter as well. And sure. there needs to be some structure with that. But their strengths as individual players are in a wild and free offense, or at least one that has a little bit of structure, but... Like the thing with James Harden, what made that offense work so well, that offense didn't have a whole lot of structure because it allowed James Harden to kind of do his thing. It allowed him to be himself and to kind of, you know, architect it the way that he needed to be. And everyone else just kind of was able to fall into that. And I think that like, and I don't think you can really replicate that for anybody else because I think James Harden is is truly unique and I really don't think you can do that with anybody else. But yeah, I do think that there is similarities in terms of there's this freedom that Kevin Porter plays with that Jalen green plays with. And, and the offense does need to have some structure because it is them in the NBA for the first time within their first hundred games. And, and there is a learning curve there that there it needs to be met. But I think once that learning curve is figured out, which I think every game we get closer to figuring out that learning curve, then you're going to start to see a more free flowing offense with a lot more, um, with a lot more recognizing the strengths of these guys. Uh, I hope so, because I honestly think if Steven Silas doesn't resort to that, it's going to be his job on the line because um, yeah, we're getting to a point now where, you know, it is, it is kind of excusable, because the team is, you know, not in a position to win 
and they are still trying to figure each other out. But I think after this season, we're going to get to a point where the roles are a little bit more established. People are a lot more comfortable with each other and you can just go. And once they're there, then, then hopefully we see a better Rockets team. But I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship. We had a ton of good content tonight. I really liked the dialogue that we had, you and me, Mike, and uh, our other buddy, Mike, that came up here. Some uh, people in the comments were really appreciative of all of you that tuned this ep- uh, tune into this podcast, episode in, episode out, win, lose, or draw, rain, or shine. We'll be back again Tuesday for another episode of The Dream Take. Mike and I are both going to be back as well, so hopefully we have another great episode of content dialogue back and forth really looking forward to it mike what's one thing you're looking forward to for tuesday's game looking forward to jalen green you know come out you know not only jalen green i mean i'm just excited to see another good game hopefully you know tuesday night between these two teams i thought tonight was a fun energetic up-tempo game uh let's get another one tuesday night amen amen and you can follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take and at Dreamshake SBN. Head to our website, thedreamshake.com, for all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown at BSW Podcast underscore MB. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.